this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. You know, and you, you went back and you watched the, the Texans game. For me, I was kind of questioning why they never went back to Tanner Hudson. It seemed to work on that first drive a lot for them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. This is the first game that they played the most Drew Sample. And I don't know. That, that's interesting to me because, you know, he, he has – I think they honestly played one too many snaps of him, which uh, was just basically – probably shouldn't have been on the field for that that four vertical call with the seam ball to him. That uh, was a bad, 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 bad decision. And I wouldn't even say for Joe Burrow. I just think it was the wrong person to be giving Yeah, that. yeah. And I don't even know, like, a sample, like, what's he going to – it's just what he is as an athlete. Like, asking him to do that is like, eh, he can't really do that. <laughs> uh, put the ball on him, he'll catch it. But put it up in the air like that, it, you know, his catch radius isn't crazy. Um, but I thought it was interesting because they kind of valued his blocking. But in a game where maybe you could have used the extra receiver a little bit more in this game – they only ran the ball 11 times, uh, and I will say when Sample was on the field, they ran the ball better than when he wasn't on the field. He's a good run blocker, did another good job in this game run blocking, but it's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Hudson and Hudson and Irv, they don't really give you anything as run blockers, so that's the real issue. Is To me, Hudson's been the better receiver but they paid Irv and Irv has the pedigree and whatever else that, so they think he could get going. And there is some stuff that Hudson did that I'm like, okay, I think Irv could do that. But I also just think Hudson being that size is just big for a tight end. Like that's what you expect to be that big as a tight end. You don't expect them to be six foot two, like Irv Smith is. And it's not a knock against Irv. It's just, it's tough. He's basically a wide receiver out there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens in this one. I wouldn't be that surprised if Sample gets a lot of snaps again, just because could use the blocking in this game, I guess. And if the other guys aren't going to be great receivers, you know, at least somebody's providing value <laughs> blocking. I, you know, speaking of blocking, just overall, when you think about that game or you go back and watch that game, it's, it's so unfortunate because the trenches got owned on both sides of the ball for the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals and this offensive line, which we, I feel like we've, we've praised at a lot of times. I feel like I've praised it a lot in the last year and a half, to be completely honest with you, obviously outside of the injuries in the AFC championship game, but overall I felt like it was okay. It was going to be one of Joe Burrow's best offensive lines that he's had in Cincinnati, but you know, you can't, you can't that they will not get anywhere on Thursday night. If we see that again. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think the I think the Texans have a better pass rush than the Ravens, but at the same time, they do have some guys like mm -hmm. like Adafi Owe, and um, you look at oh goodness, Jadavian Clowney. I was like, which guy did they sign for one year that is outperforming what we expect again? You know, he's on the injury year. report, so that's something okay. to monitor. He's been good this year. Um, Matabike, he's also been good interior guy since that's been what's that's what's really been killing the Bengals this year. Just need better protection. I mean, when you rewatch the five punt drives, there is some stuff everywhere. Like there's some play calls that are like, okay, what are we doing here? There's some decisions passing the ball. It's like 
you probably could have pushed the ball instead of dumping it off to the running back here. There's also guys aren't getting open. And a lot, the biggest one to me, those three were there, but the biggest one is pass protection was bad on those drives. That was just stood out as like nobody is really winning these blocks. And it's concerning to have pass protection of that level in a game because it's hard to win when you can't block. And that comes in the run game and the pass game. They they didn't – Bengals offensive line had their worst game in weeks. And that was kind of the key matchup was who's going to win the trenches in this because it's a pretty good – Texans offensive line against a pretty good Bengals defensive line. Texans offensive line won that battle. And it was a solid Texans pass rush against what was playing at a solid level of Bengals offensive line. And the Texans pass rush won that battle. So you go into another week and it feels a little similar. It's like, who's going to win the trenches battle in this Ravens Bengals game? Is it going to be the Ravens? I thought, you know, I think the Bengals have a chance that they could win it. When you hold up against the 49ers, Mm -hmm. I feel like you can hold up against most teams, but can you hold up in this game? It just feels like it's not a consistent, like, yeah, they held up against the 49ers. That means they'll hold up against any team as good or or around as good as the 49ers. Not true, but we'll see. We'll see which Bengals offensive line shows up. And I'm a little bit concerned right now that Orlando Brown is just dealing with something because mm-hmm. I saw too many guys be able to push him straight backwards and just no anchor on him. And it was a little there before. And I just kind of chalked that up to, yeah, you know, he, he's not a technically sound pass protector, even though this hasn't been an issue before it wasn't there. And when you're 350 pounds, I've already heard the excuses that this is somehow Frank Pollock. This is a grown 350-pound man. He needs to stop people from going through his body. He's not on the offensive line coach. He knows how to stop it. He's done it in the past. This is on the player. (laughs) That's also something with, like, all these vets. It's, like, it's more on them than anything. Like, protection misses and stuff, blame the offensive line coach. The individual player not playing up to what you're expecting, that's on that player. It's like – Volson, I guess, would be the one guy that's like he hasn't developed as much. Well, he's also a fourth-round pick that's 24 when he was drafted. It, it reminds me of the Buffalo Bills situation right now. Um, you know, they get rid of the OC, and it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do with your turnover problems? Um, you know, your, your quarterback can't keep turning the ball over. So um, not, not that Joe Burrow I, – I do not put both of those interceptions. No, but it's just throwing, throwing the offensive line coach away or throwing, yeah. the, in that case, the offensive coordinator away because you're just frustrated or yeah. you don't like the results that are happening right now. And it's not it's not on them. You know, like he, that offensive coordinator isn't the one throwing the ball to the other team. And in yeah. this case, the offensive line coach isn't the one out there performing below expectations. Alex Kappa – and yeah. Orlando Brown and all these guys, they just got to play better. The only guy that I think that you can look to right now, maybe you can Jonah Williams a bit if you want. I don't mm-hmm. think people will because he's actually improved. But if you look at Cordell Volson, you're like, okay, that's his one piece. Well, like that wasn't a big ball of clay for him to mold into what he wants. That was just – that's a fourth-round draft pick from North Dakota State who's 24 years old when he was drafted. That's tough. Yeah. And I just, I, we're dealing with it all the time about like, I don't think Frank Pollock is like Bill Callahan, but I think he gets scapegoated. And I think a lot of 
fans have specific scapegoats on different parts of the team. Oh, like, that's, boy. that's why things aren't working. It's, you know, Zach Taylor is a play caller at times. And the funny one is when it's about like the ball gets, you know, thrown to the flat too often. Well, that's Burrow. Burrow's making that decision, guys. It's not on Taylor. Um, blame Taylor for not nothing being open sometimes, maybe. But you can also blame wide receivers for that. And then when it comes to the offensive line protection, a lot of that's on those offensive linemen individually, in my opinion, when it comes to like they missed protection pickups. Sure. You can blame the offensive line coach there. He wasn't, didn't get them prepared for that. But when it comes to a guy's just running right through you, that's on that player, especially Orlando Brown. He's a pro. He's been in the league six years. There's not something that the offensive line coach is doing that's making him let guys run through him. They paid him that money for a reason. So yeah. you got to step up. You got to you gotta step up. You're, you're, you need to protect the franchise. And uh, kind of flipping sides really quickly on the defensive side of the ball, you know, speaking of trenches, look, it would be huge if Trey Hendrickson is out there. Um, I do want to see more out of, not not to replace him, but I want to see more out of these guys when it comes to Joseph Asai, Miles Murphy, when you get the opportunities, Cam Sample. It's really disappointing what we've seen from Joseph Asai this season because he was going to be one of my breakout players. And I – I don't, I don't really really even trust him when he's on the field right now. And that is extremely disappointing because you take out the last play in the AFC Championship game, we should be talking about his performance and what he did in the AFC Championship game. And it really has been lost ever since. Yeah, he was really good in that game. And then obviously the last thing happened. But in that game, very good. And it was against Orlando Brown, weirdly enough. Um, now he's been the worst guy in the edge rotation. I think it's clear that Cam Sample and Miles Murphy have played better than him. And obviously Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson have played better than him. So you're still giving him snaps, just hoping like, just do what you did last year. Like bring it back. You know, like you've got that in you and it's just not there <laughs> for whatever reason. He's not winning as a pass rusher and then run defense. He was the guy on that reverse. That was the reason it went for a big game. He was supposed to be contained and boot. And he was not there. He ran down the line and the ball went the other way. He wasn't in any position to stop it. So he's been frustrating and disappointing. Yeah. Overall, on the defensive side of the ball, you want to see more out of the trench and the defensive line because it does feel like they will be without Sam Hubbard. And you got to stop the run when you look at this Baltimore Ravens offense. And then obviously, Lamar Jackson, he's a mobile quarterback. Next, we're going to talk to one of our guests and we'll get a little more from the outside when we look at the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night football.